0: Dot com slash Google Teacher Pod, you can search the archive and check out the show notes for each and every episode of the Google Teacher Podcast. Thank you for your continued support, and may the Googles be with you.
1: Hey everyone, this is Stacy Lindis from Podcast PD,
2: a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual host, Make sure you check out all of the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one.
0: Welcome to the Google Teacher Tribe Podcast. Your source for the latest news on Google for education, tips, tricks, and teaching ideas you can use in class tomorrow. And here are your hosts, Matt Miller from DitchThatTextbook.com and Casey Bell from ShakeUpLearning.com.
1: a tribe. I hope everyone is enjoying this beautiful spring weather that we're having or ho- hopefully you're having <laughs> some beautiful spring weather. But we had some pretty important googly things that happened not too long ago. We had Google I/O where they announced all of the super cool stuff that's coming out, all the things that, you know, make your jaw drop and make you really just want to buy all the new newest stuff, right? Well, <laughs> there was something interesting that happened during Google I.O., and I'm not sure if you've seen the video, but you they had a Google Assistant actually make a phone call on behalf of a person, make Get a out. hair appointment on behalf wow. of a person, right? Like, they had the entire conversation. Now, this was recorded when they played it on stage, so I, I have my doubts on how great it's working just yet, but... Um, I was pretty impressed with it. I mean, the fact that it, the the AI system could analyze the conversation. They even had a little "mm-hmm" in there, and you know, it sounded like uh, just having a conversation with a, a person. So, to, you know, to book a hair appointment.
2: Yeah, how great, Casey? How great would it be if you didn't have to make those phone calls in your regular everyday life?
1: Oh, you have no idea. Like, I am the per, I will pick, I will pick places because I can make appointments online.
2: I hate
1: talking on the phone and I, you know, I don't have time to do it and I don't have time for appointments like that. So, I really would love Mm -hmm. it if I could have my Google assistant take care of that for me.
2: Yeah, I can't tell you. I mean, I'm just like everybody else. I know there are times when I have to make a call to customer support or something, and I dread it because I know it's going to be 20 to 30 minutes or more of my life that I will never get back. So if we can automate some of this stuff, oh my goodness, I am totally all for that. This this is definitely a game changer for me.
1: It it totally is now. I'm sure there's some people out there who think that this is totally stripping the entire personal touch of the yeah. world and face to face interactions and yeah. things like that. But hey, making a hair appointment, I'm okay with that. You know, I <laughs>
2: would rather express my humanity through more personal ways than just making a hair appointment.
1: Yes, yes, for sure.
2: I don't, come to think of it, I don't have to make hair appointments, you know, my razor takes care of that for me in the morning, but, you know, for, for other things like that, definitely. So,
1: yes, yes. Well, you can have a whole other conversation with your Google assistant, I'm sure, about tips for (laughs) shaving your
2: head. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right. So. So anyhow, um, these are, you know, just more of those cool things that, that we keep seeing come out related to Google and. Just in technology in general, it's it's so hard to keep up with everything. And we know that, you know, probably for you, much like it is for us, uh, summer is a good time to get caught up on some things. And there are always some really great professional learning opportunities in the summer. And so Casey and I wanted to highlight some things that you can do this summer to improve your craft, to learn some new things, to get some new ideas. And so that's what today is is all about. And of course, we've got some pretty cool Google news and updates. There's a couple of things in here that I think you're really going to love. We do have some great feedback from our listeners and some blog posts to share. So, Casey, shall we get started?
1: Let's go. Okay, y'all, let's jump into some Google news and updates. So some of these updates are, again, coming from Google I.O. that we mentioned earlier, and we've got tons of links in the show notes for you. But this first one that I'm going to share is right at the top of my nuzzle right now and pretty much rocking social media. We now have the ability to create Google Virtual Reality Tours. So it's called Google VR Tour Creator. And so we can do this. Our students can do this. And if you go check it out, um, it's pretty awesome and pretty easy to use. We've been told for a while that this was coming and the ability to create things. You know, we've had Google Google Expeditions now for a while. And um, the numbers of, of use since 2015 is pretty staggering. It's more than 3 million students have traveled through virtual tours using Google Expeditions. So now that they're introducing Tour Creator, this is going to enable students, teachers, and anyone who has a story to tell to make a VR tour using imagery from Google Street View or their own 360 photos. So again, we're shifting into that whole 360 world. And the tool is designed to let you produce those professional-level VR content without a huge learning curve. So they're trying to make it accessible. Of course, it's from Google, and it's a free tool. But once you've created it, you can publish it to Polly. And Google has a library of 3D content from Polly, and it's easy to, to view. And you can open that link in your browser or even view it in Google Cardboard. So not only are we pulling expeditions into the classroom now, but now we can create our own and better yet, students can create.
2: Oh, this is so cool. This is where I've been hoping that AR and VR would go. And I knew that it would eventually is that we would be able to start creating within virtual reality and augmented reality. And this is this is so awesome. I know I've heard a handful of teachers asking, you know, I've, I see all of this cool stuff we can do with Google Cardboard and everything, but how can I make my own? boom, here we go. So um, it's going to be exciting to see how this rolls out into classrooms. Now, the next thing I want to talk about has to do with this thing called Google Lens. So Google Lens has kind of been a- around for a little while, and now it's, it's getting a little bit of a boost. And basically what Google Lens does is it lets you use your camera to take a look at things in the world around you and then do things with the images that you see through your camera. So some of the things that you can do with Google Lens include using your camera to look at some text and then you're able to actually copy and paste that text from the real world into your phone. And then you can even take a look at some of that text and do a quick Google search based on it. Um, there's just... There's just so many cool things that this is allowing us to do. Um, it allows us to to do searches with the images that we're seeing in real life, and it even will highlight. You know, Google Lens is always looking at that image and will highlight things that it recognizes that it can give you more information on. So, just another way. Again, we we're just talking about virtual reality. This is more like augmented reality, where it's overlaying some things on top of of the real world and. It's just so cool to see how we're able to get more information at our fingertips faster in this way in such a cool visual way.
1: Yes, I love this. And I love the ideas behind uh, using the augmented reality pieces and bringing that together. So I'm really excited to see where that goes and ways that we can use that in the classroom. So building on VR, AR, we've got stuff talking to stuff. We've got all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But Google, the keyword blog, they put out a post uh, a few weeks ago called The 13 Ways You're Using AI in Your Daily Life. And I really, I didn't want to skip this one because it's pretty fun. And a lot of people don't realize that AI and machine learning is behind so many things that you're already using, and it's making them smarter. So, you know, as is some far off science fiction kind of thing that we tend to think of uh, like, you know, lost in space, if anybody is with me on this one. But it's (laughs) actually behind a lot of the things you encounter in daily life. So we are actually training our software by the actions that we do. So for instance, in Gmail, the more that you mark things as spam, the smarter it gets and it knows how to get rid of the things that you don't like in your inbox, right? And that's just a tiny little example everybody needs to get rid of a little more spam in their life, right? Yes, yes. But they've broken this down into categories and I I definitely can't cover all 13, but there's some fun stuff right at the top. And it says, search for dogs or hugs in your Google Photos library to find your favorite furry friends and non-furry moments. (laughs) Even if you haven't captioned any of your photos, Google can surface the ones that have the object or action you're looking for. You can also try Google Play Music and it delivers personalized recommendations to play the right music for any moment. I love it. I love it. So, yeah, I'm always looking for something that's going to, you know, be a little bit smarter and help predict the things that I need when I need it.
2: You know, I think this is kind of funny that in our first three, we have gone all over the alphabet soup. And so the next one, not so much. Um, I don't know. I'll see if I can come up with a, with an acronym that we can fit into this next one. So this next one has to do with a a playlist, a YouTube playlist put out by Google for Education. And so not too long ago, the state teachers of the year were announced and then the national teacher of the year was announced here in the United States. And they were able to get together with Google and they had a whole bunch of these little short videos shot of them talking about a variety of different things. So you have 36 videos in this playlist. If you haven't seen this playlist, it is really, really pretty cool. So there are all of these little short videos, you know, maybe a minute or a minute and a half of all of these state teachers of the year talking about a variety of different things related to students. And so within this 36 video playlist. You can literally go click on any one of them and get a teeny tiny little morsel of inspiration for your day. So if you're looking for some inspiration to get you through the end of the school year, you've got 36 videos here. You can just click on one right before your day starts, listen to one, and then get that little boost of inspiration. They got things like on supporting students unconditionally, on students as teachers, on the social aspects of teaching on, you know, just a a variety of things, the future of education. So definitely go check this playlist out on national teachers of the, wait a second, teachers of the year. That's T-O-Y. Ha! There's another acronym we're adding to (laughs) the, the, the alphabet soup.
1: Yes. So this is a great playlist. I'm even thinking of using shuffle and, you know, you just want one tiny little inspiration first thing in the morning. So these are anywhere from a minute to a minute and a half. They're Tiny little snippets that you know can give you a, a big boost, especially this time of year when when a lot of teachers really need that extra boost to cross the finish line. Now, I'm gonna move on to something else, which is something that is making Gmail smarter. Okay, so you can write emails faster with smart compose in Gmail. So what they're introducing here is um email that makes it easy to share information with just about anyone, but drafting a message, you know, can sometimes take time. And if you're like me, I'm like, oh, you know, typo got to turn back. And what it's going to do if you use Smart Compose is suggest complete sentences in your email so that you can draft them with ease. And it's going to operate in the background. So you can write an email like you normally would, but Smart Compose is going to pop up and offer suggestions as you type. So last year, they introduced smart reply. And if you haven't been using that, I love that feature. So it's really easy. You know, if someone's just confirming something, it'll give you like three or four phrases to reply. That's great. Thank you. Thank you. You know, uh, I'll, I'll talk to you later, whatever those little snippets or phrases are. And so now they've gotten even smarter in terms of composing emails. So again, just something to make our lives a little bit easier. I think we have a theme.
2: Yes, yes, I think so. That kind of ties back to Google Lens and having Google make our phone calls for us, and now to make it a little easier to respond to all of that email without using so much brain power. I'm all about that. And of course, if you want to find out more about any of these things that we're talking about, you can head to our show notes at com fifty five. Well, Tribe, summer is almost here, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, summer is almost here. And once the hustle and bustle of the school year comes to a close, so many of us – look to that time to be able to do some of the things that we just couldn't do when our busy, hectic, action-packed lives were going on in the classroom and in the school. And so for so many of us, we will take a little bit of our time. And this is the thing that I love about the education profession is that we will take some of our own free time to go to teacher conferences, to pick up some books, and to do some professional learning, to hone our craft, to get better at what we do, just because we love it that much, and we want to, you know, create the the best opportunities that we can for our kids. And thankfully, there are some really, really great professional learning opportunities over the summer that you can tap into in um, a variety of of different ways. And so, we wanted to touch on some things that have our eye, some things that we are that we are paying attention to when it comes to professional learning.
1: Guess what? One of the items that I am most excited about on this list. Guess where it takes place?
2: I bet it's in Texas.
1: Uh, you know, I, I I do play a little bit of favorites with with my home state here, but you're going to be there oh, too. I know. I'm so excited!
2: Yay! I'm hashtag super excited.
1: Hashtag super excited Yes So Matt and I Are going to be At the Texas Google Summit On May 19th In Kyle, Texas And we are delivering A keynote together Oh I know This is going to be that, So much fun What do you call that? Is that a, a Duet? A, a dual keynote? What, how do you How do you a phrase dual, that? A
2: tandem keynote Oh, tandem keynote Makes me think of A tandem <laughs> bicycle Like we're both Riding on a bicycle belt for two, you know, there's a song That goes with that I think too
1: Oh, Lord, we're not riding a bicycle onto stage, but (laughs) (laughs) um, hang on. But we are excited to be doing an event together and delivering a keynote together is going to be super fun. So Texas Google Summit is is, of course, in May, but it's still at the top of my list of some of the things I'm looking forward to this summer. Yes.
2: Yeah, me, too. And by the way, if you can't make it to that uh, on May 19th and afterwards, if you follow the hashtag on Twitter, the TX. G O eighteen hashtag the Texas Google Summit, then you can kind of follow along with the things that are going on there. And of course, Casey and I will be sharing wildly on Twitter when it comes to that. And so another one that that I'm looking forward to uh, that is coming up this summer is something that's being put on by a friend of mine. Um it's this thing called the Strobel Summit. So in the winter, uh, in December, I put on something that I called the Ditch That Textbook Digital Summit. It was in December and it had these, uh, it was a free kind of like online conference for teachers where you could get free professional development credit. And it still blows me away how much people love stuff like this. And I thought that December was a great time to do that because we had a little bit of a break in between semesters. And then my friend, Kim Strobel, who also Is um, does presentations and works with teachers, she's throwing her own summit in the summer. And so that's going to be coming up in July. And so we've got a link in the show notes for that um, at GoogleTeacherTribe.com slash 55. She's got a variety of presenters. I happen to be one of them. So if you want to hear me talking about Ditch That Homework, then um, you can definitely tune into that. So I think the easiest way to find it is just to do a Google search of Strobel Summit. So that's S T R O B E L Strobel Summit if you want to go check that out.
1: That sounds like super fun, although it's not in Texas, it still sounds like something <laughs> you can that watch uh that,
2: this come on.
1: <laughs> just kidding. I you know I go everywhere. Right. So, I, I I just like it when I can get you on my own turf. So, mm-hmm. As as some of the people who listen to the tribe have said, they think I have influenced you. So <laughs> no, <that's true>. uh, <laughs> it, it's very possible. So I want to give a shout out to my computer science teachers. So there is a really cool conference that's put on every year, the CSTA conference, uh, and Google is hosting some very special events at this conference to promote CS First and machine learning in the classroom. So some of the things that we've already been talking about today, it is July 7th through the 10th in Omaha, Nebraska, and they're doing some hands on um, sessions and workshops to, to help you learn all about the CS First curriculum And how to use all of those different machine learning types of tools in the classroom. So if that happens to fit your niche or you're interested, go check it out and go visit the great state of Nebraska.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that one's got a hashtag also. You can go to hashtag CSTA2018 to kind of follow along with that one from afar during July. And speaking of hashtags, you know, we've talked about the Texas Google Summit where Casey and I will be presenting and how they have their own hashtag and the CSTA conference that has Its own hashtag. I know, especially when I very first got started on Twitter, I was blown away at all that I could learn just from the comfort of my own home by following along with conference hashtags. And in the summer, there seems to be no shortage of education conferences, you know, teacher conferences all over the place. And they don't even have to be in your own country. You can you can follow along from these internationally too. And so, of course, one of the biggest ones, especially when it comes to technology in the classroom, is the ISTE conference. So the ISTE conference happens every summer. This year it happens to be in Chicago, which is only like three hours from my house. So I'll be hopping in the car instead of hopping on a plane to go to this one. And I remember years ago starting to follow along with the ISTE uh, hashtag on Twitter. And I learned so much. And I met so many new people digitally, you know, some new people to follow along on Twitter. And it was a great way to build my PLN and to do some, my PLN professional learning network, and to do some professional learning from the couch. Uh, the hashtag that goes right along with ISTI is hashtag ISTE18. So that's iste 18. And so that's going to be in the end of June, somewhere in the ballpark of the 24th through the 27th, although there are events before and after. So that's one to definitely watch. And I, I always like to watch my Twitter feed from all of the people that I follow in education. I watch my Twitter feed during the summer to see if I can pick up on other conferences that are going on so that I can kind of like virtually peek in and learn some things from those conferences too.
1: I love it. You know, before I had the privilege of attending so many of these these big conferences, that's exactly what I did. You know, I would follow the hashtag and sometimes you can get even better information because somebody's summarizing it for you, right? Yeah, yeah. And having that at your fingertips is is great. So, uh and I believe Matt and I are part of a little bit of a smackdown at ISTE. Is that, I believe is that so. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. There, there's definitely going to be some Google related. Yeah. Dance. So I totally we that. will
1: be sharing all of that. So even if you can't attend, you should know that Matt, myself and Eric Kurtz are doing a Smackdown and it's being uh, moderated by Vicky Davis. So, um, yeah, so w- we're going to have some fun and we promise that even if you can't be there in person, we are definitely going to share it. Yes. So, um, some of the other things you may want to consider as you're looking at your summer, and especially because, hey, guess what? You want to relax. You want to actually like chill out and take some time to do stuff for yourself. And one of the best ways to get some learning whenever you want it is some online courses. And so there are lots of different ways to, to get um, free online courses, to get uh, paid online courses, and to increase your learning, take your skills up a notch. So um, Matt and I both are... are introducing some online courses. I've got a few that I will have in the show notes for you at googleteachertribe.com slash 55. But I do want to tell you specifically if you are interested in becoming Google certified, I have the level one, the level two and the certified trainer courses all open up for enrollment on May 28th. So if you're interested in getting Google certified, whether you want to do it with me, or you want to do it on your own, this is a fantastic time to do it over the summer, go to the Google Training Center, and you can really up your game with using Google Tools in the classroom. You
2: know, if you're looking for a place where you can get all of that information that you'll need to get those certifications, this is definitely a great place to go. I am, like Casey said, I'm also diving into the whole online course world. And there's there's a couple of offerings that I've got going on. Um, I'm going to be putting out a free three video series on using technology to boost learning, to amplify learning. You know, sometimes it feels like we use technology and it's just kind of like the fairy dust that we sprinkle over what we're doing. But then there are other times where the technology really brings the learning up to another level. And so I've got this three video series that is going to start on May 14th and is going to run all through that week. Uh, so that's something that you can check out by going to ditch that slash series. And that is something that you can check out. And that's going to be leading up to my brand new video course, which is called Tech to Learn. And it goes right into those same things. It gives you some specific ideas of how technology can actually be used in the classroom to really boost and amplify that learning you know like what is it that we can use technology to do to really move the needle for learning we've got some specific examples some inspiration to help you find what works for you in your classroom so uh, we've got links to all of that stuff in the show notes like Casey said at google slash 55 if you want to check any of it out.
1: I just wanted to add one more quick thing because I am a firm supporter of the Ed Camp movement. And so if you've never attended an EdCamp, we've got a link in the show notes as well. But EdCamps are free. They are open to any educator. So it is a great resource for you to go learn and you get to learn what you want to learn. It's completely participant driven. So it's a very unique experience. And I know I posted the question on my Facebook group the other day on how um, a lot of people were going to learn over the summer and ed camps kept popping up over and over. So um, I don't I don't want to let that fire die. So if you've never tried, go try an ed camp this summer. Okay, y'all, let's move to my favorite part of each episode, feedback and shares from the tribe. So we always have lots of fun questions and ideas and things that are shared with us via email, through the voice uh, messages on our website. And we have some fun stuff to share today, don't we?
2: Yes. Oh, absolutely. We've got some some really good stuff. In fact, uh, to kind of kick this off, we had talked about animated GIFs in an earlier episode and about how you could integrate those with Google tools. And so Nancy Green left us a comment on the GoogleTeacherTribe.com website. And she said, uh, she said, for the teacher who asked about creating animated GIFs, Tall tweets might be an option. It allows you to easily create animated GIFs from Google Slides. And so, of course, I had to go check this out. And so since I've received this, I've been kind of watching this um, tutorial video on it and checking out some information. Haven't actually made one myself. But what it looks like, this looks like it's a pretty cool thing, is that you can create uh, slides on Google Slides. And then you use tall tweets, which you can find at tall to create an animated GIF from the slides in your Google slide presentation. And you're able to select which slides go into the animated GIF, what order they go in. Do they go forward? Do they go reverse? Do they go in kind of a mixed up crazy order? And then once it's done, it creates this animated GIF directly from your slides, which you can download onto your device or you can you know, share it in a tweet or whatever. There's a variety of things that you can do with it. And so this is, you know, one of my favorite things about slides is how versatile it is. What is it that we call it? Is that the Swiss army knife, Casey? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Swiss army knife. Exactly. So this is yet another. Now I'm really working on that metaphor here. This is like the scissors or like you're adding a new extra kind of knife or something to the Swiss Army knife with tall tweets because now you can take all of these and turn them into an animated GIF. Super, it's super cool.
1: Scissors. I'm cracking it's up. It's yeah. like I moved on from the squirt to like one of the bigger ones. Do you know the 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 versions of the Swiss Army knives? What was that no, one called? There I was didn't one that was like a little. Well, and I may be mixing somebody's going to correct me. I'm sure I may oh, be well, mixing okay. up my my uh, the different knives, but anyway, uh, yeah, and guess what? Guess what I'm going to talk about? What's More Google Slides. Yes. Yay! So Back in a previous episode when we talked about Google Docs add-ons, Matt shared the Docs secret add-on that lets you hide text and then reveal it. And everybody was really excited. That's a lot of fun. And there's a lot of neat ways you can use that in the classroom. And just the other day, I had a question from Carly Black. And she's like, hey, can you do that in slides? I'm like, I don't know yet. But because of add-ons, I thought, surely there might be a way. Well, the same day, I stumbled upon a post on Pinterest, of course, uh, from Erin Tegration, Erin Aaron Flanagan. And she had a post on how to do this in Google Slides. And it doesn't require an add-on, although it does require some some nifty little uh, image tricks. So I'm gonna do my best to explain this via audio, so it's really hard. But she has a video in the the p- post that will walk you through each step. But essentially, the basics are: write your text and um, create some sort of shape, whether that's just you know a circle, a box, whatever it is, in the same color as the text, and then you're gonna bring in something cute like a magnifying glass or something to to use that as your reveal tool. And what you do is you manipulate the arrangement, the order of the things that are shown so that you eventually get the letters uh, on top. And if you if you lay the magnifying glass just on top of the letters, um, her magnifying glass had some white transparency to it. So you could actually see part of the text. So it was almost like a little mystery that you had to solve. Anyway, it's a really cute idea and a really fun way, again, to use Google Slides in the classroom.
2: Yeah, absolutely love that. And of course, uh, feel free to check any of these out. We've got links to all of this at googleteachertribe.com slash 55. Casey, did you f- realize there are so many different kinds of Swiss army knives? I'm sorry. <laughs> you, you were just talking and I was, I was totally <laughs> looking at the classic and the rally and the escort and the signature light and the mini champ. And there's one with nail clip. I just need to stop. I'm going to totally yeah, yeah
1: the, it's it's the leatherman that i was thinking of the leatherman squirt because i've bought that knife for my dad before
2: <laughs> nice okay there you go see folks where else are you going to get talk about google tools and real swiss army knives and the google swiss army knife all in one episode you're welcome Well, before we wrap this episode up, we got a couple of blog posts to share with you. And one of them I wanted to share came from a recent DitchBook Twitter chat. Uh, we have these Twitter chats on Thursday evenings at the DitchBook hashtag. And what I've started doing with a lot of those is curating all or not all of the tweets, but a lot of the really good tweets from these chats into a blog post. And so that blog post from this last week has a title that I think, I think this is, I think this is a pretty good, turned out to be a pretty good post. It's 30 plus ways to ditch that textbook, ideas for teachers by teachers. And we were running a little bit of a giveaway, um, for some books and t shirts and stuff like that. If people would contribute a way that they used ditch ditch as in like the acronym that goes with my book where things are either different, innovative, tech-laden, creative or hands-on. And so there were tons of really good ideas and we pulled some of the best ones together into this curated list of tweets. And so we've got a link to that in the show notes if you want to go check it out. If you're looking for some inspiration here at the end of the year or something cool to do before before that last day of school, then there are, there are tons of ideas.
1: Uh, and you just gave us one more idea for summer learning, right? Twitter chats. Yeah. So, it, you know, summer is is a great time to, to jump into some of those Twitter chats. And don't be fooled. They are not all the same. And I don't mean that by content, but I mean some are slow, some are fast, some are unbelievably fast. And you can find one that fits your needs. And, uh, of course, I have one more little thing I want to share from the blog. So... This one is for those of you working on certification level two. So if you want to be a Google certified educator level two, I created a document that you can download of challenge tasks that mimic the tasks that you have to complete for the exam. So I get asked for these a lot. And usually I only put these in the course, but I actually made these for free out on the blog. So it will it will tell you exactly what you need to do. You know, there's a little example. So if you need to go try something like create a blog and blogger and tell you exactly what to do. Those are the types of tasks they give you to complete inside this testing domain. And sometimes they can be hard to replicate when you're trying to study for an exam that's hands-on like that. So hopefully these challenge tasks will help a few of you uh, up your skills and get ready for that exam. Whoa, I am I am on overload looking back at what we just covered and trying to summarize all of the alphabet soup, the AI, the AR, the VR, the machine learning, all of the <laughs> summer learning that you could possibly think of, and some fun stuff from the tribe. So we hope you have enjoyed this episode and that you're all ready to try some new things in your classroom tomorrow.
2: And, of course, we love to hear from you. This is our favorite part about the tribe is that it really is a tribe. So we love to hear your voice whenever you go to GoogleTeacherTribe.com and you leave us a voice message that we can use. We love to hear you on Twitter on the GT Tribe hashtag. We love to hear your comments about the show and all the different episodes at googleteachertribe.com. And we just, we especially love to hear from you whenever we get to see you face to face, you know, at an event or if we're ever in your area. So please, please do keep in touch. If you love the show, uh, feel free to leave us a review and a rating on uh, Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. So we love, love, love staying in contact with you.
1: And guess what? What? There's only two
2: episodes left. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It is almost that time, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Season two is almost over. So you you have two more episodes after this one before we take our summer break. And then we'll pick back up with season three in the fall.
2: Yes. Yes. We are looking forward to those last two episodes and recharging for season three. So until then, we will see you on the next episode of the Google Teacher Tribe podcast. Bye, y'all.
1: totally messed that up. <laughs> you can listen to us and continue to listen, listen to us. You can listen to us and just listen to us. And, and when you're done listening to us,
2: you can listen, listen to us some more.
1: Just Chris, just keep fix listening. that. <laughs> oh, oh, Chris. What else do I need to say? What else do I need to say? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Thank you once again for listening to the Google Teacher Podcast Archive. For the latest on Matt Miller, be sure to visit his website, ditchthattextbook.com. For the latest on Casey Bell, be sure to visit her website, shakeuplearning.com. And to keep up with me and get the latest in education technology, be sure to visit my website, chrisnessy.com. And I invite you to listen to the House of EdTech podcast.